Do we have that we, time? We got close. We got the most hosts in the game, bro. Oh, no, yeah, we no do. Question. We got 75 hosts. Like, and if you're watching. Quality people, though. Quality. quality if you want basketball, you yeah. want everything. You, you, you want baseball. You want football. We, we got you, you covered. Every, and make sure you subscribe to the channel, by the way, That's man. Right. We got to go to hit. Over 9,000 now. Over 9,100. 9,100, yeah. yeah. I'm getting chilly, dumped on my head at 10,000. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Listen, real quick, I want to get to the Guardians here in a minute, but one thing on the Baker watching stuff that we didn't hit on that I teased and I wanted to hit real quick. Okay. What would Baker have to do in Carolina mm. to make the Browns regret this trade? Mikey McNuggets. Uh, when you look at this situation, yeah, it's like breaking up with your high school girlfriend in 10th grade that you know it just wasn't going to work out. I never out. had a girlfriend in high school, sadly, but go ahead. I wouldn't know that experience. You, you know it's not going to work out, and you don't regret it in the moment. Yeah. You don't regret it until the 10-year reunion. When you show up in your Toyota Camry and she pulls up in the European car with her hair mm. done and nails did, and she turns from a 6 to a wow. 10, you go, Sounds deeply personal. I'm a, I haven't made my 10-year reunion yet, so I don't know yeah. exactly yet, but you don't get jealous yeah. or regret breaking up with her until yeah. you see what she's become. Okay, yeah, fair uh, enough. If Baker goes out and wins two, three playoff games, yeah, the Browns going to look at Are they? Dude, we if Deshaun Watson wins the Super Bowl, are, are we, we going to care how many? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, Watson wins the Super Bowl, then I guess it's yeah. apples to oranges. But Baker's won the only playoff game in Browns history since 1994. If he goes over to Carolina and immediately, I don't think he will, but if yeah. he goes out and does win a playoff game, win two playoff games, yeah, yeah. I think the Browns are going to seriously regret it. And because we asked for stats, yeah. I did a little research. Oh, he, for them to regret trading for uh, trading Baker Mayfield away, he'll have to throw for 4,500 yards and 57 touchdowns this year, which is not going to happen. Yeah, no. 57 touchdowns? Yeah, specifically 57. Okay. Anything less, they won't regret okay. it. And for throwing out stats, he's only thrown yeah. for over 300 yards in okay. 10 of his 62 career so, games. So, so wow. It ain't going to happen. So I'm going to make it, <laughs> it, ain't gonna, happen. Gonna make it concise for, the, for our fans out here, right? So first of all, let me apologize to you, Mikey, for the trauma you had in high school, right? Because yeah, really. <laughs> I, just, I don't know who did that to you, but I mean, it's so traumatic. We get into another it's day. Just, still see, traumatic, I see, right? Pulled up in the Because we didn't pull it up. We wouldn't care. We'd just pull it up. Like, right? yo, what's up? <laughs> what's happening, right? So <laughs> for, for the Browns to regret this trade, Baker Mayfield would have to go slinging sidearm down in Carolina and slaying people, right? Because right. the the Browns, unless the Fasky wrecks this thing, should be on track for something special here. You have enough groceries in the kitchen cabinet to be special. The only way you screw it up is this. You screw it up? Baker Mayfield's got so many obstacles to clear down in Carolina. So many for that team to be good. Now, but if, on the other hand, if he gets going sideways and he does that Oklahoma magic and whatever it is, the Browns will say this, but to your point, if the Browns are tracking towards high playoff, I won't say Super Bowl, high mm. playoffs heading toward like they're looking like they're going to be a serious contender here, we're not regretting a thing. Yeah. Not at all. Gee. It's going it's to take, um, it's going to take a, a, a Herculean effort, right? Now, the fans are a little different. If you ask me what would make the fans regret it, all Baker got to do is win the first game. Yeah. And, and, and be competitive and, and be in the race, right? Because fans got a low bar. For the, the organization, I don't even think if, if Baker goes to the playoffs and, and does his thing for a year, I don't even think if he goes to the NFC Championship game. The organization is looking at this thing from a 10,000 uh, uh, height view. They're looking at it like, hey, yeah, you did that this year. We've seen your best. We've seen what you can do at 18. You look good. We can see we saw what you're going to do in 20. But when you play in the long game, guess what? When you play that long game, we have to take into consideration 19 and 21 as well. So, yeah, we've seen Baker have a great year. The thing is, over a long, sustained period of time, the sample size is what the sample size is. And McNuggets mm -hmm. had a great statistic. I didn't even know this one. He has only thrown for 300 yards 10 times out of the 66 starts. Do you understand what type of you know, futility that is in a league where you can't touch nobody, you can't grab nobody, they throw the ball every play, you can't even sniff the quarterback, you can't put your weight on them. And that, most quarter, most of the top quarterbacks do that in one year. One year, one yeah. year. Passing yards are up. Yeah. You can't play defense in the secondary without drawing a flag. Right. There's right. more holdings and pass interferences yeah. than ever. 300 yards is what 200 yards used to be. Yes. Well, it's now, not common anymore. I'm going to answer this question in a second. First of all, since we don't take a break, i got to ask G on this here. Is this your water or mine? Oh, uh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> we, we, because I got to have a sip. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I Usually when we go out to eat and stuff, we get mixed up because we'd be having like all these plates and we'd be like, is that mine or yours? And then we, sometimes right. we just drink it. Um, See, but, here's the thing, guys. 
there's, there's essentially nothing Baker can do to make the Browns regret this. It's what Deshaun Watson does. If Deshaun Watson plays like we all expect him to play and the team performs, even if it's not this year, but over the next couple of years, as we expect them to perform, then it doesn't, then what Baker does is irrelevant. Yeah. The only way you'd possibly regret this trade is if beyond, you know, Watson just doesn't ever play, goes to jail, has, you know, devastating injuries. If Deshaun Watson plays, the only way you're going to regret this trade is if he sucks here and Baker's great there. The combination of those two. Yeah. And the odds of that happening to me are almost nil. So Because so, you, you look at it like this. We talked about this optimism for Baker if Jacoby Brissett is playing. But, but if Deshaun Watson was playing, you're like, y'all about to get smoked. <laughs> this is Browns a smoke touchdown show. favorite on the road. This with is Watson. a smoke yeah. show if, if Deshaun Watson's playing week one. I mean, so, they're still favored with Brissett right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with out right. their starting quarterback gonna, with a guy who's a 14 and 30. I'm going to tell you the, the game to watch here. This game, this, this, this really boils down to one game of the season, right? This Carolina Cleveland game. This, this is, is the day that Baker Mayfield can have his day. Yeah. Know, right. This is it because the right. rest, the rest is coming Baker Mayfield away. Going to be a hard road to. You know, On the <laughs> other hand, if he loses, he'll be the first quarterback to lose to the Browns in Week One in two decades. How sweet would that be? Go ahead, now my that, final thought on this. Oh, no, I'm just laughing. Yeah. That would be a hysterical yeah, be little good. nugget to wrap it all up. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Guardians here for a little bit. Obviously, they're playing terrible baseball. They've lost, I think it's 12 out of 16 now. Oof. They got swept in a four-game series against the Detroit Tigers. That seems like a low yeah. point in the season. First time they've been swept in a four-game series against Detroit since 2013. Good stat. Uh, the Tigers have been bad uh, for a while now, not since 2013, but they've been bad for a while. Are you panicking as they have, what, a I think 11 games till the All-Star break, I believe. Are you panicking about the uh, Guardians right now? Yeah. You are? Yeah, they're 40 and 40. Dead smack even. G. Bush said it earlier. This is an average team. You're panicking? Yeah, because this team's so young. And with games against division teams to end the end the first half of the season. Look at that. You're panicking four and a half back. With a but team. they're not good is the issue. Yeah, but they're, the they're not good enough to Mikey, not they're, panic. They're young. Right, they're very, very young. Right, so you, I couldn't tell you at the beginning of the season that the, the guards would be sitting in second place at this time of year. Going, to, so yeah, we're limping into the All Star game. There's no question about it. But you just want to stay solid, stay solid, a young team, and hope that you catch fire. But they don't, this is not the Yankees. This is not Aaron Judge. This is not them. Well, you have to, but you have to manage expectations. If there's no panic, if your expectation was to win a World well, Series, because that was never going to be a realistic outcome. But if, the expectation right now was. This team looks like they could compete for a second wild card, and they're losing games to teams they shouldn't be losing to in a point of the season so where you, they need to be playing their you, best baseball. If you are uh, doing a real analysis of the talent on this team it's and, not where, very and, good. and where it is, right, I think that the Guardians are in a proper position, right, and it's just the growing pains that you're watching here, right? Because what happens, people get excited. We run off the, the string that we ran off like, oh, we legit now. We're, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Knock, we're knocking on the door. No, you're not knocking on the door. You just had a good streak. Now you're catching a bad streak. Now you need to catch another good streak. This is what this is going to be until you have a roster that looks like it's a legit roster. This is the scary part, Bull. Yeah. This, this is what I don't like what happens with, with young teams, right? If a young team overachieves a year early, right, they give you this false sense of security. Now, what happens if you go into the season next year? And you say, well, we was competitive this year. Right. That's that that that's actually a logical fallacy because yeah. next year they could come out and still be young and be worse than they was this year. Right. And what happens is the fans are saying, "Well, whoa, whoa, hold on, what happened? Like we we were we we were in second place. We we competed for a wild card. What's going on, Tito?" And he's gonna say, "Look, um, we're still young. Young don't mean like the progression is is linear. Right. Young means yeah, we play well up and down, up and down. this year was an all down year." But what happens to your your fan base if they can't get? I'd rather you be garbage for five years and then get good one year, and so we can say, yeah, let's go. But if you good one year, then garbage, then good, then good a little bit, garbage. People don't know how to read that. I can't read that. Yeah, and people are fans are panicking uh, big time because they've lost twelve of sixteen. But you shouldn't be surprised. I remember we did a practice show the week before we started this show, and we asked the question. Can the Guardians stay in the mix? And I said to you guys, they're going to stay in the mix. They're going to win 70-something games. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be inconsistent, but they'll stay in the mix, and then, but they won't make the playoffs. 
And that's exactly what's going to happen. We got the, the Guardians are what they are, right? They've lost right. 12 of 16, right? Before that, they won 17 of 21. Mm. Before that, they lost 8 of 12. Before right. that, they won 8 of 10. Right, exactly. it, it's, then they lost 7 before that, and they won 8 of, of 10 before that. They have, that's when you're, Brad said it, you're a young team. This is the youngest team in baseball. They're younger than every AAA team. There's a lot of unproven players. Right. When you go to the big leagues, more than any other sport, right, like, a lot of times, if you're a young player in, in the NBA, yeah. especially when you played, Brad, yeah. when it wasn't 18-year-olds, right. and most of the guys were coming out after their junior or senior year of college, like, if you were really good, you went to the NBA, some guys took time to develop, sure, right. but there were a lot of guys who were great right away, and then they just stayed great. There was right. none of this, well, they're great, then they sucked, and they're right. great, you know. But baseball, even the, the proven stars will just have a bad year. for and, you, yeah. and not because they're hurt, you're just like, why can't this guy hit this year? And then the next year he goes and hits again. Or why is this guy? This guy's had a three ERA for five years. Then he's got a six ERA. And then the next year he's got a three ERA again. Happened to Cliff Lee. Happened to CC Zabathia. You can't figure it out. That is baseball. So for young guys, it's even more extreme. You see those disparities within a season. So when you have all these young players, Jose Ramirez is the only guy in the lineup that is a proven player. That's it. Even some of the veterans they have not are real not veterans. really veterans. They're young veterans. <laughs> yeah, they're 20, right? they're my age. They're learning too. They just old Same and no good. Same thing in the pitching staff. <laughs> Shane Bieber is the, really the only proven veteran in the pitching staff. They are loaded with young players, and that causes you to have extremes of hot streaks and extremes of cold but, streaks. But that's why I think it's I – mean, I mean, panic is all – based on your expectation. Right. It's relative. And, and, and like I said, if your expectation of this team was to win a World Series, then no, you don't have to but panic. But nobody because, has that expectation. And, yeah, and that's right. that's my point. Yeah. The expectation I had for this Guardians team 80 games into the season yeah. is they could compete and at least stay competitive in that second wild card spot. Right. And when you look at the season. Third wild card spot. Third wild card season. Yeah. When you look at the season, I don't expect them to beat the Yankees. I don't expect them to beat the Red Sox. They beat the Dodgers a couple weeks ago, and that was a surprise. So when you see these stretches of teams or stretches of games against teams they should be able to compete against, and they're not beating them. They just got swept by Detroit. Look at the last, yeah, that was those last seven but games. The, it's worth panicking because those are the games that I expect them to win and right. they're not. And I don't think they'll be well, able to get well, hot against the well, better teams. So if they're going to stay in the race for the second well, or third playoff well, spot, mm -hmm. these are the games they need to win. Well, Mikey, the flip side of that is that. I'm also not saying real quick, Brad, I'm not smashing 10 on the panic. No, 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 no. But well, it's, well, it's well, time here. to panic. These are games uh, they should uh, win. You know, see, we're, we're older. I'm not panicking at all, right? Because <laughs> when, when you have a young team, Mikey, it's like the Dow Jones. You're going to get up and down, yeah. and that's what's going to happen here. So they're not doing anything that when I saw this roster at the beginning is unexpected. Right? Well, let me yeah. ask you a question, Brad, real quick. They, they're going to win some games that they were, weren't supposed to win. They're going to lose some games that they weren't supposed to lose. I got to ask you a question, though. You put money in the Dow Jones, and you see your stock go up, and then you see it go down. You start panicking well, when the stock goes but, down but, a little but, bit? When you stay in the Dow Jones, baby, you keep them stocks and just let it ride it out. You let, it's it's got to play itself it, for a while. But, but let me tell you, I will say, yeah. it, it's, it's your risk aversion, right? It's yeah. your it's your uh, experience level yeah. for younger people like me and Mikey. We like this. Hey, we ain't got no time for all that up and down. <laughs> but when I see that stuff goes up out. We like, I'm out of this. Yeah. So I can go watch something you else. You two, you two can't go to Vegas because you can't. I can't give you the dice for the crap table. No, no. You're nah. gonna be scared that you're gonna crap out. No, don't even go. Don't even Don't play the game if you're scared to lose. I'm playing blackjack. I gotta put some back. If I hit that, I hit that. And Mario G, but you ain't that young. Let's. Yeah, I'm 40. <laughs> I, I, I am. Let's go to, to Vegas for the shows, yeah, okay? Let's right. go for the shows, okay? Yeah, the sh yeah, who goes for the shows? Yeah, 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 right, right, right. All right, let's leave it there, guys. I want to do one of the quick baseball story because I saw this this morning. We have the video. This, this was an incident last night. Do we have the collision in the video we or do. just the we aftermath? Do. It's 88, Anthony. I got you. 88. Yeah, um, yeah. We're pulling it up right now. We have the collision, too. Look at this play. C.J. Abrams and Ru um and jerks and Profar. I don't know if we got the close-up here, but no, it, it's, too, it's pretty it's ugly. Graphic. So Profar, who's playing the outfield, takes a knee to the head. This is some of him walking. He looks totally out of it to me. And look at this. Why, 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 why are the trainers letting him walk? That's a terrible job by the Padres trainer. Yeah, that was terrible. And by the way, he had already been a little wobbly, and they had to put him back down again. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, what are they thinking here? This guy, if you saw the close-up video, his head The close-up was too went, graphic. I didn't want to put it in. It was I, awful. I decided against putting but, it in. But well, you got you to gotta think about it, you know. And it, once again, it's levels to this thing. And in, yeah. in, in the NFL, they're teaching you immediately, 
you go down. Yeah, we're gonna secure your head. Yeah, right. Not doing any of that, and, and we're gonna get you on that board and get you up out of here. Yeah. But when you're dealing with baseball, they feel like, okay, well, it could have been that hard of a hit, right? And he said he was good to go. Yeah. Mm, I guess, well, but well, he—you could tell when they first started to pick him up, yeah. he was wobbly. So, I, but it go—it goes down to this. So you, yeah. G and, and Bull, this is what it goes down to. You've got trainers here that that just because you're the trainer don't mean you're a good trainer. <laughs> you're, you're just a trainer. So what you just saw was a rookie move, right? Yeah. Here. yeah. yeah. And you're not even hold like so at if, least hold his arm. If you see that he was wobbly from the beginning. Hold yeah. wait, hold on. We don't cool. know what's going on. Stay right. Down, big fella. So stay down, big fella. We'll get you and we don't even we're, know. We wish him the best. Yeah, I don't know what's he, happened he to him. Carts since. and buggies and all kinds yeah, yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come get him. Remember they used to have the baseball oh, carts yeah. that would bring the guys in from the from the bullpen. So we still have, have that around. Yeah, yeah. Right. We don't have to say, listen, you good? Because the first thing you ask me, I'm good. I'm gonna say, I'm good. And by the way, I was listening to the announcer. He's like, well. You know, as he's getting up, he's like, yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to stay in the game. I'm like, stay in the game. He looks like he almost got his head taken off. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Dr. Bowman. You know, he, you know, OU. And, and one of the tour ACLs and all kind of stuff in the game. Yeah. The great thing about it is you're supposed to keep the people sane and calm. Because yeah. when yeah. you get hurt, you, you freaking, you freaking out looking around. Like, I'm like, this, what is this? I didn't, dang near died. Man, <laughs> stay, those trainers did a bad job. All right. Before we bring in our next guest, let's do a little good bet, bad bet, Anthony. A little good yeah, bet, good bad bet, bad bet action. Bet. I went one and two. I know, I know I went one and two. I know G went two and one. And Jay went one I'm and two. Brad, you lost right nine in a row, I'm man. I'm awful. Brad, you Brad's are. Brad's lost nine I'm in a row. I'm, right on, I'm on a guardian streak right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, you I, are. I, I, are you panicking on the guardians. bets? I, gotta come. I would just like to say, I didn't pick any of Brad's bets this week. And I got the auto pick today. The auto pick. Yeah, what happened to you? You didn't make your picks. Listen, I didn't hit send on that pick. So I got auto pick. Anthony, stay with me, baby, because I'm going to come back out of the clouds like nobody's business. All right, here we go. We I, believe you, Brad. I believe in you. Let's All right, go so first the first game. bet today, it's Guardians plus 1.5 against the Royals. McNuggets. <laughs> That's good. That's lit. Mike said uh, he didn't have a picture. Brad, you're, G, G, you're, you're the, the lone dissenter here. Gave me that auto pick. That's a terrible auto pick. Hey, wow. you, went, you just got the opposite. Anthony picked <laughs> Oh, yeah. You went the opposite of everyone else. Scrooge on that one. So he's going to go laying a run with the Royals. The Royals? All right, man, whatever. All right, next one. All right, next one is over eight and a half runs in Guardians and Royals. All right, McNuggets, you're the lone dissenter here on Bay. Yeah, I just uh, I showed the offensive stats of the Guardians earlier. I don't trust them to score runs. I think it's going to be like a 4-3 game. By the, seven, by the way, that, that looks like more like a Wendy's nugget. That does not have the consistency of a McDonald's McNugget. That I is a McDonald's chicken nugget. I, I pulled it straight from their advertisement Photoshop. I, I, need those, I need that layer of uh, plastic <laughs> look. On by, by the way, Steve says bread will rise like a phoenix. That's right. I believe in it. My man. Stay with me, baby. Let's uh, number three, guys. Third one here. Guardians will steal a base in tonight's game. Once again, G, you're the outstander. I'm sorry. Oh, that's good. Who steals bases anyway? Jose Ramirez. Miles Straw, if he gets on for the first time in four games. Miles, yeah, Miles Straw. Good luck getting him. (laughs) This ain't the second coming of Ricky Henderson. I I can't believe Shohei Otani didn't get an RBI. I I told you I got that one. Let's go. The Angels only scored one run, and that giant Padre game went extra innings, and it was only three runs. Two one, yep. Red Sox Yankees did go over by like the third or fourth inning. I think. I'm and they didn't back. score after that, really. So I'm coming back quiet to get that crown. <laughs> All right, and that's good bet, bad bet. Uh, we got one more sponsored segment. I don't think we had on the list in, uh, what the internet's saying. Or do uh, we, that's, we that's, that's what asked the show is today. Oh, okay. oh, that's what asked the show is today. We actually All have right. another guest ready to come in. Right oh, we now. do. Oh. All right. Very I want good. you to try and pronounce his name though, Bull, because I'm not going to do it. Our our guest, Shayhan. I mean, be a professional, Shayhan Jaraja. Did I say it right? You got it. You got it. Ah. Shayhan, how are you, man? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So you're friends with Mikey McNuggets? How does one become friends <laughs> with Mikey McNuggets? Uh, you're forced to go down to College Station to cover a couple of games, and, uh, you know, you can't escape them, unfortunately. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Let's inspect your background a little bit. What's What do we What do we think of his background? Does he get approval? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see about who that guy, number, that number seven jersey is up there. I don't know who it is. That's Shane Bouchelle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I used to work at an, uh, an outlet called Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's kind of known as the Bible of Texas football down here in the state of Texas. Uh, and, and so I got to do a bunch of magazines, did cover stories for the magazine. So all the covers back here are, are, are – uh, football and, and basketball cover stories that I got to do for the magazine. And just nice. so everyone knows, Shayhan out there is the best dressed media member is in he? the college football world. Shayhan, you yeah. went a little casual today. I told you this is a very casual show, casual look, but 
Yeah. Next time you come on, man, you got to come with your your flyest fit, the Miami drug dealer look that. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm saving that one. Big Twelve no, Media Days. Well, we got tag we're working. Shayhan will pop up some of your fits to uh, to run through with you. G Bush is our fashionista over here, yes, so we'll, yes. we'll run through it with you. Yeah. Is he, is he it look sounds that great. Good? Sounds great. Does he look that much like a drug dealer that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are going to arrest him or something? <laughs> No, it's a good look. No, 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 no. It's a good look. I'll show him after the, the bad the boys hit. reference. No, no, no. no, no, no. You I, know, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. I, you're going. <laughs> I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. Let's get into this. First of all, speaking of, of, you know, that Texas area and the Big 12 or although who, I don't even know what is the Big 12 going to still exist. Is it a relevant conference anymore? What is, what is the future of the Big 12? Or, and what is the future of the conferences in college football? Do you think where are we headed? Yeah, I think right now we're obviously in a very tenuous position, right? I, I think that at this moment, right, the Pac-12 is entering this negotiation window with Fox and ESPN. And I think a lot of that is going to spell the future for the Pac-12, right? Because, uh, look, if the numbers are great, then things are going to be easy, right? I think then the Pac-12 kind of stays together and tries to go at it long term. The ACC also sounds like they're trying to get in on this discussion, trying to create uh, some sort of new alliance now that the back, the Big Ten has kind of uh, stabbed them in the back in some ways uh, to try to increase <laughs> the revenue for both of these leagues. Yeah. <laughs> this, they have there's no other way to describe it. The, we don't, first I, of all, my friend, we, they don't, sh- we don't stab. They we, shank. We, we take what we want. Yeah, they <laughs> shake them right in the eye. <laughs> Well, uh, well, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm a Buckeye, so I like it. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't, we don't hoodwink people. We just take what we want. <laughs> the difference. But, but ultimately, ultimately, you know, I, I think the the four schools that are in that sort of southeastern con- quadrant of the Pac-12, I think, are going to make all the decisions. Right? You got this four corner schools: Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. They're going to look at what the numbers are. They're going to look at what this future for the Pac-12 looks like. They're going to see what kind of value that they can get if potentially the Pac-12 were to bring in a couple of Mountain West schools. But if the numbers aren't good and if the future looks a little bit more stable in the Big 12, I think that they could make that kind of decision. Now, this isn't a decision that's going to happen in a week or anything like that. I I think that we're going to go through that whole 30-day window. I I think that the contract is going to be opened up to outsiders, obviously being on the West Coast. Maybe you get an Amazon or an Apple involved, but – I, I think that long term, it seems to be trending that the Pac-12 might be in trouble. Hey, Sean, question, and, and, and Anthony, bring that bring that map back up so I can see it, right? Coming because, right up, give us one second. Because the power play in football is gone. That's done, right? This is now looking to me more like a basketball conference because you have second tier yeah. football programs here. That's not a money making thing now, right? If you talk about aligning with the ACC too. It's all basketball now. That's where the money is. It's not in football anymore, unless I'm reading the tea leaves wrong here. Because nothing I'm seeing on there is, is scary to any of those two conferences, the Big Ten or the SEC. None of them. Maybe none of Oregon. Left over. That's it. That, that You're not hyped for the good, UCF on, Washington well, football game? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I... I I think that what ends up happening, right, because football is the moneymaker across sports, across levels, and it really does define in so many ways what happens everywhere else, even though basketball obviously is such a powerful sport. I think that right now what the what the pathway looks like for everybody else is the SEC and Big Ten are going to be doing something that nobody else can match. There's no super conference you can form to match up with it. There's no nothing you can do from a revenue perspective to actually compete with those two leagues. But I think that the goal is here, if you're the Big 12, if you're the ACC, if you're the Pac-12, try to be number three. There's still going to be, I think, value there. It's okay. not going to be anywhere near the value of those top leagues. But, you know, I think you still can do better financially than what you do right now, potentially. You're in the $60 million range, potentially, instead of in the 30s or the 20s, which looks like where it might be heading. So uh, so I, I think that obviously a big part of this, too, is going to be access to the playoff and access to national stuff and a- access to any sort of postseason. And if there's any pathway left there, I, I think that does put whatever the third best conference is in a good position to still be competitive. But, I mean, I think you're right, too. I mean, the, the Big 12, I think, adding these four new schools that they just added, uh, you know, four pretty powerful basketball brands to go along with, obviously, the last two national champions in Baylor and Kansas, a lot of other schools that take basketball seriously. And imagine if you do add Utah and Arizona and yeah. Colorado yeah. to that group. It's a tremendous basketball conference. Sian, let me let me, let me, let me – um... Let me speak with you. Let me get my crystal ball back out here. I'm looking at it. <laughs> and I do there is a way that they can they can come back and they can 
you know, Ohio State and Michigan, all those guys, SEC, Big Ten, Alabama, they, they run a hard game. But I'll tell you this, to beat one of the big dogs, you got to go up top. So what if the Pac-12 says, all right, Pac-12, Big 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 12, we get together here. And ACC. And ACC. Clemson. And what we do is we say, we are the others. And in our others, we are going to say we are leaving the NCAA. You can let them play for the championship, but if you want to play football over here, we actually pay players. We're going to pay you, <laughs> and we're going to pay you. It ain't got to be you get NIL. We can pay you on top of that, and we're going to cut that deal. So we'll move. We're no longer part of the NCAA. And if you do that, what you can then do is say, oh, wow, well, now you get top-rate quarterbacks. Now you get people that, that weren't usually wanting to go to Arizona or Arizona, you, Baylor, all that good stuff. You're going to get 100000 a year, and that's for everybody. And the NIL money, guess what? You, the, the top players can get that on top of that. I guarantee you if the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are looking, you can compete then because guess what? That money going to talk. And, Cle and they could have Clemson, to back up his point, they could have Clemson, they could have Baylor, Oregon. What if they're paying, they get Notre Dame? What if they, Notre Dame's already in the, in the ACC for uh, basketball? That's that how you sport. do it. So here, here's the one thing that I'll say, right, is that uh, I was talking to a, a player kind of activist, and one thing that he said is that historically, the biggest thing that's driven change in college athletics is competition, right? It, the, doing things for the, the best of, for the kids, doing things that's best for the sport, that's not really what ultimately ends up making decisions. So here's the issue, is that I think that we're probably heading in a direction sort of like that. But the second that it happens with everybody else, the Big Ten and SEC are also going to do the same thing, right? <laughs> like, I, I think that they're going to be that reactive. Because, look, you think that Alabama or Ohio State is going to take that sitting down, right? The idea that these rich, rich schools, these giant brands with uh, uh, infinite boosters are going to not uh, kind of try to match that as well. So. I think that ultimately uh, that might be a move for them, but I think it's probably going to end up being all five of these conferences in one way or another break off from the NCAA and create some sort of compensation system. So it, I think it would maybe be a short-term winner, but I think that the Big Ten and SEC will happily step up and take that challenge. So, yeah, I think about this because I just, uh, I'm just thinking about something you just said and something Bull just said. There's a way here because, uh, and, and it's through basketball. So everyone needs to know that the NCAA now uh, funds all of, his, uh, all of his other sports besides football through the NCAA basketball tournament. That money for that month run is all these sports are paid for through that NCAA basketball tournament. So if you form this power basketball conference and leverage it against what you just saw in the SEC and the Big Ten because mm -hmm. they'll be and leave them out of the mix, mm -hmm. you can get their attention, yeah. right? Yeah, they need no the money for the basketball side to pay for everything else. And that's the one thing when I look across the board and I just I didn't thought about the Clemson's and the, and the Notre Dame. Right, right, right. They still there's some power out here, but the group would have to coalesce together and then figure out how to leverage it. But all they, three would have to come. Yes, together. they would have to yeah, come yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and I think that long term, one of the biggest questions is going to be with those really powerful ACC brands that are left, especially on the football side with Clemson, Florida State, Miami. I think you could throw Virginia Tech in there, the North Carolina schools. What happens next with them? Are they clamoring to get out? And does the SEC or Big Ten want them? I, I think that that's going to be such a huge part of that, especially because, like you said, I mean, Duke and North Carolina both play in the ACC, of course. Uh, you know, these are two of the premier basketball brands in the country. Kansas basketball, you throw into that. Arizona, you throw into that. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I do think that they could have a real stranglehold on the basketball side of things and have some swing on that side if they want it. The question is, again, I mean, for television networks, no. What is the value, right? What, what is the value from their perspective? Are you willing to be competitive with some of the, the contract offers that you're giving out with obviously uh, the football side for the Big Ten and the SEC uh, with potentially this level of strength on the basketball side? Yeah. That's an existential question, I think. But, you know, if you are one of these three other leagues, maybe it's a, maybe that's the kind of chance you need to take. Shayhan, let's talk a little Ohio State real quick. You look at C.J. Stroud, Travion Henderson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Is this team going to score 90 or 100 points a game this year? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to score a lot, uh, no doubt about it. And I think that, you know, when I look at the state of college football right now, 
anything other than an Alabama Ohio State national title game would be a real shock to me. I, I think that these two teams are a head and shoulders better than everybody else. Uh, you mentioned obviously all those playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. This is going to be one of the best offenses we've seen in a while. All three of those guys, uh, you know, Trayvon Henderson will be back for another year, but all three of these guys are going to be first round picked at some point in the NFL draft. They've got a great offensive line. The big question comes on the defensive side of the ball. They bring in defensive coordinator Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, who coordinated one of the five best defenses in the country last year. So if he can get things up to speed quickly, and he is a master of adjustments, he's a master of fitting his personnel, uh, I think that Ohio State has a chance to have one of its best teams ever. Ty Price, because they've been pretty darn good in the past. Shayon, is any coach in the country who hasn't won a national championship yet under more pressure this year than Ryan Day is? No, I mean, I, I think that this is going to be in some ways a make-or-break season for him. Obviously, look, he's been so successful. It's not like he's going to get fired or anything like that. But I, I think that this is sort of the moment where he needs to take that next step and and win that national championship. Because right now, I mean, look, he had two years of Justin Fields where they went to the playoff both years. They played a national championship game. Uh, but last year was a disappointment. There's no way about it, right? It's, I mean, to get run over the way that they did in the game, the, the way that obviously they only ended up in the Rose Bowl and missed the playoff, I, I think that's a disappointment. And and to come back this upcoming year, right, you've got the best wide receiver in the country in Jackson Smith and Jigba. You've got the potential number one overall pick in C.J. Stroud. You've got so much talent on both sides of the ball. This is kind of the moment that you need to say, hey, Look, obviously things have progressed since Urban Myers, and obviously Ohio State's in a great position to be nationally competitive, but you have to win the big one, right? I mean, for so long, Ohio State was a school that was right there on the cusp of things and struggled to win the big one. I, I think this is the moment where it needs to happen. Well, you know, I, I want to talk a, a really quickly. There's a couple of teams I'm always disappointed in. Michigan just got around to be being that good, right? But the way the Miami program is looking, it's looking horrible. Florida State hasn't looked uh, good at all. But but the team I'm most disappointed in overall is Texas. Now Texas is supposed to be the big enchilada. They 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 should be getting every top five recruit out of Texas. No 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 shade to Texas Tech and College Station, but they should be getting everybody. I think they got an opportunity to bring that back. You got Quinn Ewers Ewers, and they just got Manny. Uh, both those guys are going to get a, a ton of money, ton of dollars. Uh, does one of those quarterbacks, first of all, who's going to start this year, right? And then does one of those quarterbacks actually lead Texas back to becoming a power, uh, especially moving into, into the SEC? I think they've done so many things right off the field, right? Uh, Quinn Ewers coming in, of course. Obviously, there was so much talk about him when he transferred from Ohio State. And since they got Arch Manning, they've actually got 10 commits two five stars uh, they're up to the number three or number two class in the country right now uh, so there's a lot of excitement around the program i think that arch manning and quinny was both kind of give steve sarkeesian a fresh slate but here's the one thing that i'll say right all this sounds nice because you can forget that they went five and seven last year and ultimately if they don't uh, manage to capitalize on what they're uh, what they're supposed to do this upcoming year i mean they're the favorites to win the big 12 after missing a bowl game last year right the expectations are going to be off the charts and ultimately steve sarkeesian has not coached a team in his seven seasons that's finished with fewer than four wins or four losses excuse me so this is a team that I think needs to have a breakout moment. They need to push for 10 wins uh, because ultimately, if you do all this stuff right off the field and don't have results, I, I don't think this stuff keeps going on. Shahan, excellent insight. We appreciate the time. Next time we want some dirt on Mikey McNuggets. We'll have more time for that. We appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk to you again. Thank you. Have a good one, Shahan. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you got it. it. You got it. All right. It is time now for Ask the Show. Let's send it to Anthony. Anthony, what do you got? Yeah, and as always, whenever we bring a guest on, don't forget, guys, that's brought to you by a guy, Gridiron Guys. Call 330-573-7967 today for a free estimate or roof inspection. And as always, when we ask the internet anything... Grid, 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 Gridiron Guys. <laughs> Thank you both. I appreciate it. I needed that. All right. So, <laughs> whenever we ask the Sell internet it. anything, we go to PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with a career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. In all locations of PCC, PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 an hour and up. Plus, get a full benefit package, paid time off, and signing bonus. There Apply we go. on oh, time oh. at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Let's go PCC. PCC. 
PCC. Sign-in bonus. Stop playing around. Go get you that sign-in bonus, dog. Of course, Ask the Show is something that started on my radio show years ago. We've transferred it here to the, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And what it is is a chance for you to ask us or about anything about the show, about the staff, about anything, sex, drugs, rock and roll, <laughs> except for sports and politics. You want to hear about the Brett's sex life when he was playing in the league? Well, he'll, he'll give you every last detail. But you or have to send not. us an email I didn't pick ask. that tweet. Maybe, no, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> but. <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I think it made Brett turn red. Uh, let's go. Let's, what's the All first right, we can question? Take the first here one here, Steve. If you could have a drink with any celebrity musician, who would it be? Mine would have to be Bill Murray. That's from Scuba Steve. Very, very good. Uh, guys, if you could have a drink with any celebrity or musician, who would it be? You want me to start? Oh, go go ahead. ahead, Mike. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to take one I know Brad's done. What? Michael Jordan. Oh. I just want to hear the stories That'd that Jordan has. That'd be boring for Brad. He's done uh, a million no, times. No, this is my choice. This <laughs> yeah, is right, Brad's right, choice. Right, 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 I've yeah. heard stories about, well, I don't know if I can even say that, but Brad may know Michael Jordan off the court a little bit too, and it sounds like he'd be a good time and a good person to hang out with, and I'd learn a lot. You have a good time. <laughs> Guaranteed you have a good time. I'm going with I, I'm, go, I'm going with Tony Braxton. Tony, <laughs> Tony Braxton. Braxton. Oh, got to. <laughs> got to. If that's that's the way we want to go. That's where I'm going. I'm going. You said a musician? Yeah, I'm going with Tony musician? Braxton. Wow, man. Uh, man, did that, this person have to be alive? No. no. Not necessarily. Hey, man, I, I, give me Michael Jackson. Reincarnate Ooh, Michael Jackson. Choice. Bring him back. Good Just grace. not when you're a kid. Yeah, I got Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> You see what we did there? Yeah. Mm. No, you see what Bolt did there. I'm not don't, saving you guys. Don't, yeah, don't keep that. Thank you. I'm leaning over. Is that more? Is that more cringeworthy than G's comment about Kareem Hunt the other day? Which is nobody Stop. caught. Which is more cringeworthy? Nobody caught that. That was that was in Times that I caught it. Next. Oh my God. All right. So All right. Next Wait one. a second. I didn't answer the question. You lost. Out lost out. the ability with Billy that Joel, baby. Mike McNuggets is saying you lost. No, I'm going with Billy Joel. That's my choice. Okay. Yeah. All right, Brownstown Andy, you want to read it or you want me to read it? I'll go for it, Bull. All right, if you could attend one fictional sport, this is a sports question technically, but okay, well, I guess not, fictional sporting event, what would it be? A fictional sporting event, what I, would it be? I'll be winning these. Mine's is Quidditch. I'm going to Ooh, go to I've seen Harry. I want Harry, but I want this fictional, I need to see you flying. Not walking around on the brooms like that's pause. <laughs> Don't be walking around with your grown man with Did a broom. Did you see the movie uh, The Intern with Vince Vaughn and yes. Owen Wilson yes. where they're doing that? They're yes. running around. Don't do it. that. That's a real no. thing. It's got to be real. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be real. real I want to see. Yeah, real yeah. broomsticks that fly. One. That's the best one. No one can, no one can top that. You know the Jedi races in Star Wars? I yeah. Was, oh, that, would be my, that would be that, my answer, that, though. That's good. That's pod racing there for you. Pod right? racing, yeah, pod racing. That's good. That, that's my answer. I like that. You ain't go ahead because you lost me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I will take fiction. I will take fiction. from the movie. Did you guys see the movie Gladiator? Yeah. Yes. Remember when you see the guys and they're fighting? There's a, they're like fighting each other to the death and there's tigers out there on chains and stuff. That'd be I've been going to. That's a sporting event, like Rome, the Rome in the Roman 1600s. Gladiators. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to, can I give Brad one? Yeah, please do. Yeah. I like the uh, fiction. I don't Space Jam, <laughs> the Looney Tunes versus uh, the Monsters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be a made-up sport. You see how when you play, when you play at the highest level, you be like, I ain't gonna be talking <laughs> about no fake sport. I'm doing some real life. Who y'all talking about? <laughs> I played in the palace. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, need your on. fake shit. Come on now. All right. Decline okay. the comment. <laughs> okay, number three. Uh, George B. tweets, not counting the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, most fun <laughs> job you've ever had and worst job you've ever had. G. Bush, you've had a lot of jobs. Man, saying? I done worked a lot of jobs, yeah. man. I done worked on... Uh, I wor my worst job is working on the sanitation department. You don't know how many houses on a block till you go to every house Ooh. on a block. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to them dudes. They do their job. I think the fun show... Hey, I got a radio show. I do it in the barber shop. I, you know, so I have fun doing that all the time. Make sure you listen in 8 to 12 every Saturday on 92 through the fence. Stop playing with me. This question I can answer. So my the best job I've ever had has probably been mayor for almost 12 years now of a city and shepherding a group in after that. So that is probably the most rewarding. Hold on. You've been 12 years? Almost. Uh, uh, so don't, don't think I turned no term limit? No. no. <laughs> No. Brad, come die up in the office. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't no, catch no, me. <laughs> and the worst 
lifestyle I ever had was I was in high school. You know, I used to bake donuts at the donut shop in the summertime. Wow. I used to go at 3 in the morning and make these donuts. Right? Time before. to make the donuts. Oh, man. I used to come out smelling like donut. And then, uh, like, for years, you couldn't even show me a donut. You right? didn't, no, no, no parts no of it. No donut. You know, they yeah. sell donuts in high school, like, for a quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No donut. Don't wow, donut that's crazy. It's not my worst job, but I have a story. I used to busboy, mm-hmm. and I used to give coleslaw to every table. Okay. And no one would touch it. No one wants coleslaw as an appetizer. They always ask for bread. Right. And we have to throw out pounds and pounds and pounds. I can't look at coleslaw I to this day. It. My worst job, though, Bull, you can relate to this. Yeah. Being a Little League umpire in the middle of summer mm. when it's 1,000 degrees out. You got parents yelling at you. I'm making like $7 an hour. Wow. I threw a parent out once. Ooh. He lived across the street. He went across yeah. the street, kept yelling at me. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. There's no fun in that. I'm going to discount all my radio job. I mean, I've, for the past 20 years, I've been either working in radio or now doing this. So I'm going to discount my radio jobs for, you know, I'm, I'm going to go my... My most fun and least and my most hated job before I got into the entertainment industry, so 25 and, er, and younger, my, my, my least favorite job, and there's a lot of them because I worked some awful jobs. I worked at Taco Bell. I worked at Pizza Hut. I worked at a restaurant called Seniors in Brooklyn, which was awful. I was like <laughs> one of three people under the age of 80 working there. <laughs> I did, I did uh, I'll, I'm going to make bread turn red again, but I did uh, sleep with a significantly older woman at that time. That was a nice job out of me. <laughs> How significant? I was like, did she have a senior? I was like, no, but I was you like, um, <laughs> I was about 20 at the time, and she was in her 40s. Hey, look at oh. you, was, you know, and then it, it ended. Raging bull. It ended when in the morning she wanted to introduce me to her 17-year-old son. I'm like, I'm three years older than him. He's gonna hate my guts. I'm getting the hell out of here. Did you hear him over here? What? Said, yep, yep, we're canceled again. Twice we're canceled bull. again. I'm talking about sleeping with an older woman. She's you know, a nice you, lady. You got right to the. I used to date her. I don't remember woman. her name. But. She was, nice. she was 40. She, didn't remember she was 40, she and I was like 20, 20 something. Was it you Mrs. Got, Robinson? Yeah, I might have been. It I thought been. you said something else. <laughs> you you be, was you it Sue Robinson? Stop it. Stop. We're not going. <laughs> My most favorite job pre-entertainment industry was when I was a senior in high school. I worked at Medejo's Video. Now, for you young people, there used it. to actually be things Never called the video either. store, you know, yeah, where you would true. go in and rent a movie. Yeah. Even G's old enough for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad's old yeah, enough for that. Absolutely. And I worked at Medejo's Video when I was a senior in high school, and I was supposed to actually be in school. I was doing the executive internship program. What a joke that was. My senior year in high school. So I was supposed <laughs> to spend the entire day doing my internship. But what I did was... I did my internship like two days a week, and the other three days I worked at the video store and got paid. And plus, the video store was so dead during the day that there. And in those days, we had a whole porn section down at the bottom. And I would, uh, what? Like nobody's watched porn. I mean, I would lock up the store and watch porn. Put the kids away for now. We're putting the bars back. The executive internship. That's what it was called. Blockbuster. No, no, no. Lock the doors. Ain't nobody good to hear. Yeah. It's all my, it's me time. First of all, it was called the executive internship program. I was working for a college radio station. That was my executive internship. I did it twice a week. I worked at the video store. It wasn't a blockbuster. No. It wasn't a fancy schmancy blockbuster. And blockbuster sucks. Blockbuster didn't have any porn, so you wouldn't go to go to blockbuster. And by the way, I got the only time I ever saw, the only time I've ever been near a gun in my life. I got held up at gunpoint at the video <laughs> store <laughs> by a guy I knew. In Brooklyn. He was a drug in Brooklyn. In, in Brooklyn. He was a drug addict. He some came old, in. It look, was some guy. Look, he asked look, me for money. Look in Brooklyn, surprising. Right, right, right. He <laughs> came in there, asked me for money. I told him I couldn't lend him any money. He came back an hour later with a gun. Brooklyn, and stole all the money. Brooklyn, known as Crooklyn, but anyway. Oh, come on now. <laughs> There's something just extra entertaining burrow. about a seven-footer laughing, by the way. Oh, I've seen a seven-footer uh, be just like actually, us. This has been, that was outstanding. Anthony, that was, uh, I was going to yet. my best and worst job I've worked yes. for this was Cinemark in Valley View here in Cleveland. I wor- it got free movies, yeah. and we also had a riot and had to kick everybody out one night and lock the door. Oh, I remember, oh, yeah. I remember that, that not too long ago. That. Oh, I, yeah. I don't remember how it started. The yeah. only thing I remember is walking into the lobby and seeing a German Shepherd jump over the concession stand. That was two or three years ago. As the cops rushed everybody. Yeah, that was, was scary. Leaving, I was leaving broadcasting the cabs coming across the bridge, and I saw all these cop cars down yeah. at, at Cinemark. Down I was there. down there for that, Brad. They told me I had to go sweep the outside when everybody was done getting arrested. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Was like, what are they putting that popcorn, man? There's bad stuff yeah. in that popcorn. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Next question, next guys. Question? Here we go. Let's get serious now. All right, R. Escobar tweets, besides Cleveland, where's another city you like being in Ohio? In o- only in Ohio? It's a pretty restrictive question, but okay. 
Uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I, I live in Canton, but uh, I would go with Columbus. Columbus is a nice area. Um, you know what I'm saying? They 614, shout out to them. Got a lot of surrounding areas, decent malls, decent, you know, eatery. You can do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And they got a highway to hit everywhere, right? Right yeah. in a circle, right? You know what I'm saying? So you can <laughs> hit everything, all the Westervilles, Olin Tangies, all that good stuff. I say Columbus. Brad? And I take Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I think, has done a fabulous job really remaking itself downtown over the Rhine, OTR, as they know it down there taking a bad area and turn it to a very positive area. And I think the things that have gone on in metropolitan Cincinnati, I think have to be uh, uh, one marveled in this state. And I would have enjoyed, I have enjoyed, because one of my daughters is close to Cincinnati. It has been uh, just a good place to, to, to be around. Mike, have you been to any other cities? I was telling Anthony before the show, my city knowledge of Ohio goes Cleveland, Parma, Columbus. And everything in between is either just Parma or Cleveland. I mean, if we're counting Columbus. Parma, Parma, so, then, I mean, Rocky River is technically. I, a city I don't. Too, I have yeah. never been to Parma. I yeah. just know because Anthony's from Parma that right. it exists. So I'm going to say Parma without ever stepping foot. In Parma. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's a terrible answer. I didn't even know Parma was born and raised there. I guess like it feels like everything. I mean, I've never been to Cincinnati. Believe it or not, I've never been to Toledo. I've never been to Dayton. I have been to Columbus twice. The first time was years and years ago. Uh, when I met a girl online, never seen her, and uh, we got together. I, I just put it all out there. there. He lays it out on the line. Yeah. What year was and, this and online? What this year? was uh, early 2000s, I think. Ooh, that online wasn't even. It was that. like AOL stuff. That's oh. AOL that, chat room. That was, you know that. That was crazy. You were getting busy in AOL no, chat room. No, I didn't have. We had internet oh, like that. Oh, you were that. a kid. Yeah, you were a kid. <laughs> we had internet like that. No, I didn't have internet until I was in well, my 30s. I was, but, we had the little box thing where you could get you. You got a little Cinemax every every. Oh, other yeah, yeah. Or Will Met Go Home Theater. Yeah, Will Met Go Home Theater. But other than that, you But I hooked up with the chick. I'll tell you that. I'll be honest. I hooked up. Um, and so, and I've only been to Canton to go to Dustin Fox's house because G. Bush hasn't invited me to his house yet. How far of a drive is it? His parents' house. Every day. Yeah, yeah, you mean my parents? No, house. he don't live in Canton. He lives in Lakewood. I live in Lakewood oh, okay. in, in an yeah. apartment. His That's parents' house, though. Gotcha, I've been invited. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you want to go to the? You want to go to the palatial estates in, in Canton? I do. See, shout out to hey, my mom. Look, mom. Bull says she he want to come over and she'll feed you good. I know. I, he, I believe that extra. He's supposed to take this ill in his way. Little company. Yeah, come on, <laughs> any, any, anytime you want to come on down there. Shit, I, they will have you there. You and your, your son and your wife. Yes, you all hang out. we're in. We're in. All right. Next question. Anthony. All right. Next one coming up. Bull and G 10 minutes on the clock. Who's putting down more hot dogs and are either of you putting your butt in the water? I don't That's know, man. I'm not a, I can, wait, 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 but I'm not a big answer, hot dog guy. Brad and I predict first who would win? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm taking G. Bush. Yeah, I think G. I'm ta- I think you're a slow eater. Oh, I'm not a slow eater. Oh, no, no. When we go out, I'm the slowest eater. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, he, he waits. He's just like, are you done yet? <laughs> I finished my whole yet? slime and sandwich. He was only halfway I, done. Oh, like, my money's on bull then. Yeah, he got yeah, slow. I, I but I don't love hot dogs. He's going to dip it in water, though. I'm not putting nothing in water. Uh-uh. Zero. I would That's do disgusting. I mean, that is gross, yeah. but. I'm awful. never doing that. So, now we have a pizza eating competition or shrimp or I'm taking dumplings. you I'm taking you in that I'm, I'm killing anybody except for Joey chestnut. Yeah, I would take you on in a shrimp eating contest. I like shrimp. I, I can I can eat like a fat. I, I had my wife brought home like a pound of shrimp yesterday. I think I ate the whole thing in five minutes. <laughs> I'm allergic to shrimp. Might have been two pounds. I don't so, know. So I do maybe, have maybe I retract my statement. I have an EpiPen <laughs> with me. So if if, you, if, you, if I eat something I ain't supposed to, y'all just supposed pan. to all shellfish? Yeah, all of them. Oh, that just sucks. stab me in the neck. Well, but do you know the, you know them things is like three hundred dollars now. Oh, they're so expensive. Is it in the neck or is it an arm? It, they, I, in the thigh. Okay. In the thigh. You give me in the thigh. I mean, shellfish to me is like you would choose. Like you spend your money on shoes, I spend my money on shellfish. It works. We, we got <laughs> selective morality. Some people spend money on food, yeah. and some people spend yeah. it on clothes. All right, we got one more. Or no, we do have one more. Okay. This one specifically for G. Do you do house calls for makeup? Ooh. Whoa. And G, this is some this Clay Matthews. Uh, this is daughter. and she's coming on the show next Thursday. Yeah. She'll be on next Thursday. I, yeah, I, I will. I, I'd have to bring my um lovely wife with me, but she, <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll come up. She'll, she follow by the way, she follows me and tapes me everywhere. So yeah, just oh yeah, she's my she's gosh. my assistant at t- But yeah, I do I do house calls. I got eyebrows. I've been trying to really work on different skin tones and foundations because it is when you have darker skin tones, it's a little bit different. So but I, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. I have breaking news that you're supposed to handle Bree's eyebrows at some point. Yeah, we got. Listen, really? we got the stencils. Let me know when we when we bring the stencils in. 
You, she, you got, she got him. him. She's ready. Hey, listen. This it, nowadays the sorcery is easy. Now, before <laughs> shout out, shout out to to all the the women that was doing it in the seventies and the eighties because they had the regular makeup. Now they got all kind of sorcery. They got the, the the little stamp stuff. They got the you know the, you you can just put it on right now and they'll have you fooled. Fooled. It was a. And by the way, I learned from a guy who looked like you. Like <laughs> there's a guy I learned like how to do makeup. He was like, let me just show you how good makeup can work. And he looked like you. And then five minutes later, he looked like Brie. And so, oh. and so I was like, this, this, his makeup tutorials is lit. So the, you're in, you're in for Jennifer Matthews. Yeah, the we'll take it. Yeah, well, well, I'm in. I got a rap, couple of rapid fire ones as well. Additional okay. questions that I have on my Twitter. Guys, if you could change anything about the way you were, this is from Keith Williams. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Anybody have an answer for that? If you could change anything about the way I was raised. Man, I got to ask. What would grind. it be? I, let me, I'll give you this, man. Shout Go out ahead. to my mom. So my mom and bed dad back in the day, man, that we, we, we went to like camp and, it, and I was the, I went to white schools predominantly. And so I went to camp and back at the time it was starter coach was in, right? Starter yeah. coach yeah. was in. And, and I remember getting this starter coat and going to camp and I'm looking around and I'm like, yo, I'm about to wear this starter coat. This is going to be crazy. But my mom didn't understand it. It wasn't really camp camp. It was like you was inside buildings. You weren't outside camping on the ground. So they didn't know the black folks. We ain't never been camping. She thinking outside. <laughs> so she sent me there. She went to the Goodwill and got me this this Parker coat, but it was a Chicago Bull coat, right? Okay. And it was a JV one. Oh. It had no name brand or nothing. And the Chicago Bull was deformed. <laughs> the horn, the horn, the horn went right. The eye, the eye was kind of crooked. And I had, and it was one of them band jackets with the zipper on the hood that zipped down. And and she told me when I came in the house, she told me that, that I couldn't wear my Jacksonville Jaguar starter coat. And she brought this in, said, but I got you this. And I argued with her and cried uh. and she said you not about to go down there and, and and destroy that jacket i said mom we ain't outside like that we ain't putting fires out in logs <laughs> she's like no you're gonna wear this man i went there and i sat in the corner it was a dance there they had dances they had girls it was everybody there and i had to and i couldn't the coat was so big and ugly i couldn't tuck it away <laughs> it was huge I, I couldn't even take it off and i just sat in the corner and took an l oh for the whole week we'll cap him when he he lost me top of the horns who was deformed on the bull right so, <laughs> that Chicago. Well, let me just ask you a question yeah. one thing i would say because i i love the way i appreciate and appreciate the way my parents raised my brother and i but the one thing i would change is this in my house, uh, my father was from deep south Alabama, and they had they had their own way of thinking cures when you were sick. <laughs> oh yeah. So anytime anybody got sick in the house, right? So you had to be very cognizant. Don't don't walk around here coughing, right? You start coughing. You know what you, you gonna start get. coughing like this. <clears throat> you know what you're getting. <laughs> Trying to hold it in, hold your breath. You know what he would go to the he would go to the cabin and pull out his favorite. It would be castor oil. That castor oil. Oh. And let me tell you something. And this is how you feel. You know, we got to have a section. If you know, you know. They pull out that castor, castor oil, oil and it don't mix with nothing. You can, it go down slow. Here it is. Here it is. Come on. It, it clear all that up out your chest. What? No. I, no. I'm not taking that. It, and it don't go away. Oh, no. You can't drink water nastiest. after that. You can't drink. I, I walk by it in, 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 uh, in the pharmacy now, you know, in CVS. And I get shivers like yeah. did y'all used to have liniment. Oh, yeah, JD. Oh. What is it called? JD Watkins. Yeah, that's what I don't was. even know what was in that JD Watkins. <laughs> hey, my grandma, come over here. Let me put some on your neck. I got done with two days. Well, you know, your, head, your neck hurts. Oh, the worst. Bro, it, you can't wash it out. It's the worst. You can't wash it out. The worst. If you know, you know, put it in the comment section. Mike, <laughs> anything you changed from your uh, childhood? Yeah, it's actually kind of full, uh, funny full circle story. When I was growing up, we never had snacks in the house. My parents were anti-snackers. So I turned into like a binge snacker. So if there was cookies, they'd be gone real quick. I'm disrespecting I have, them. I have no self-control when it comes to chips, crackers, snacks. Anthony knows, Bree knows. If there's something, I'm going to eat it. I can't help myself. Yeah. We just grew up like and that. And it really shows on your stomach there. Right. Yeah, but I'm a, I, I don't have snacks in my house now because yeah. you I, just, know you can't control, I, I can't control myself. Well, it's funny because my dad flew in this morning. Oh, why did he come to the broadcast? I don't know, actually. He, he, he's at my apartment. He was supposed to come in, but he, he went to the apartment. Happened? And he texted me he's hungry, and guess what's funny? 
No snacks. No snacks. I got no damn snacks in the house, Pops. Yeah, so look, I don't know look. what he's doing for food. Like, it's a bad job out of you not he, providing for your dad. Well, I thought he was coming in. We were going to get lunch, and he decided to go straight oh, to the apartment. So, yeah, Pops, yeah. where you at? Boy, I tell you. Boy, what you got? You, you. I, mine is food related, too. Like, I grew up, it was like, it was all women, right? Like, my dad was around, but my parents got divorced when I was in high school, so then he was kind of out of the mix after that. And just as I was a kid, wherever I was the only boy on, on one side of my family, and so we'd go to these family get-togethers, and always was like, let Adam eat, give him more food. And all the girls were not eating. And it was like, give Adam more food. Yeah. And so, like, I developed bad habits, bad eating habits, mm-hmm. because they always wanted right, me. Right. That's a big thing yeah. in Jewish families. It's like, eat more, eat yeah. more, eat more. And, the, and I was the boy. So I, you know. Oh, we know. Black people and Jewish people alike. Right, very you, similar. <laughs> you, like, it's, a, they, it's offensive. Boy, if you don't get in here and get some oh, of this yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I, right. I already ate, Grandma. No, yeah, no, no, you ain't. You ain't eat enough. Next question, Machine Gun Kenna tweets. I like the name. Which one of you have the hairiest back? I'm going to say that's probably me. Easy yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's easy, probably me. Easy, I'm very hairy. Easy. Uh, and final question, I had one more good one that I wanted to read. This was from... That was a good one? I, I think it's, you know, I guess it's not that good, but... but uh, I, look, right, oh, Steven good. tweets, who would win an arm wrestling contest, G. Bush or me? I'm going to go with G. Bush. He's, he's, he's got me beat right yeah, now. Yeah, my right... He's my, a younger man. My right elbow. He's stronger right now. I, give I, I was know, a good his, arm wrestler back in the day. His elbow's all messed up, though. Isn't yeah, it? I'm a lefty. Screwed up. Yeah. I was a good arm wrestler back in the if, day. If we, rest, if we wrestle with our, our left hand, and my, my joint ain't no good. I'm actually fool's gold, to be true. Do you think I can take you with left hand? I'm fool's gold. I, if I, listen, if y'all mess with me, I'm, I'm filing yeah. a lawsuit. All right. Yourself. I gave you the win. I don't know. Work, work I don't think I can time. take you. I think I've been trying to fall in Tegna for weeks. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. And that's Ask the Show. Anthony, good I job out of you. <laughs> it's time for final takes, fellas. Mikey nice. McNuggets, your first ever final take. You're up. Yeah, so we were going to talk about Brittany Griner, and then Brad said he was going to do Brittany oh, Griner. So. Good, glad you're bringing that up. Yeah, well, well, I'm glad, like, Brad, no. I'm glad Brad, Brad's Brad, do you want to do it or yeah. should I take it? Uh, listen, I'll take I'll it. You know off, what? Yeah. I'll play off. Listen, we saw the news yesterday. Brittany Griner pleaded guilty in Russia to having a marijuana pen, and it's the first step in the process of bringing her back to the United States, Absolutely. and it's a necessary step, and Absolutely. it's a a travesty that she's been over there for, I think, 130 days now. I remember the day the news broke that she was detained in Russia because it was the first day I ever visited Cleveland. I hadn't accepted this job yet. I was walking down 9th Avenue to WKYC Studios. 9th Street. 9th Street, excuse yeah. me. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm you're learning. You're learning. You get there. And I saw the, the push alert, and I go, wow, this is absurd. And to think of how much has passed in my life from that day to right now, and this process is only really just beginning, bring Brittany Griner home. I understand that there's political tensions in Russia is Russian, you know, they don't get along, but it is an absurdity that American citizens been over there for 140 something days now over marijuana and it, it hasn't happened faster. Bring Brittany Griner home, whatever has to, whatever has to happen, get her back. It, it's insane that it's taken this long. And I will say this because <clears throat> I'll change my, I'm going to do my take, but I will just say, I want people to remember that is somebody's child. That's right? a disgrace that, that, that is, she is that, still that there. Is somebody's child and be aware there are other Americans that are being held and other parts of the world too that need to be addressed. But so when people are making these fly comments out here, just be aware that is somebody's child. That that girl is over just scared. She's scared. That's a disgrace. And I saw comments from people because she kneeled for the national anthem for good reason. That people are like, well, she doesn't like America, so screw her. You're an idiot. Putin is a criminal. He's a horrible human being. He's, uh, you know, we all know what's going on. The Ukraine is despicable and disgusting. And it's and, and Biden, you know, I, I mean, I don't know enough about how you get somebody back in this situation, but Biden, you're the president. Let's go get it done. Get her home. So my take on it was going to be for uh, Brittany Griner, but Mikey took it in there, which is fine. And so let me switch because I heard something today and I think I just want the, the city of Cleveland to be aware, right? And other places around the country and that have these professional football teams. I see the Chicago Bulls, uh, Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bears, and the Chicago City, City of Chicago have been going at odds about the Bears and the Bears Stadium, Soldier Field, as we know. Soldier Field is located downtown. They build a number of things around downtown. If you've been to downtown Chicago, you know it is a place, an economic hub, mm-hmm. and they drive all their business as much as they can towards downtown Chicago. Well, the Bears have threatened uh, the City of Chicago that if they don't get a new stadium, uh, their lease on life at, at, at Soldier Field, they feel is done. They have purchased some 300-some-odd acres, I believe, out in Arlington Heights, uh, Illinois, which is about 35 minutes, 40 minutes uh, northwest of Chicago, downtown Chicago. And I saw yesterday that the city of Chicago, 
the dynamics have changed because I think the city had postured that there was going to be some type of, they weren't participating in anything. Well, I see the city's taking a new position that their stance is like, hold on, let's look at downtown Chicago and Soldier Field. We're willing to put a dome on um, the city uh, on Soldier Field. We're willing to do AstroTurf inside and a number of other things to keep them in downtown Chicago. And I would just say this, that I think that stance is going to be played out more and more as, uh, as new stadiums are built around here, that these cities are going to start to have to understand that these owners, these new owners, not these old owners, the new owners are like, either we get the newest and latest and greatest, or we're going to go somewhere where it is, right? And so they're willing to, if you tell me that the Bears are willing to go to downtown, I mean, from downtown Chicago to suburban Chicago, I want the city of Cleveland to be very aware of what's going on here because I see the comments that are popping up here about Browns and Brown Stadium, whether it stays on the lakefront or something else. But these are the discussions that are coming this way, and I just want the city to be aware. And if you don't believe me, I used to be a Seattle supersonic. You go to the city, city of Seattle and ask the city of Seattle and this people feel, how about when the city and, and the Sonics got into that, that war about who was going to be where and who's there? City of Seattle is still there, and the Sonics are long gone. Man, he, he's plugged in. Mm. He be knowing all, he know all the maps in in, in, in uh, Chicago too. <laughs> he's Cleveland, the mayor, mayor Cleveland and Chicago. Yeah. Here's yeah. anywhere, man. I, I'm gonna give listen. I'm gonna give a shout out to the people out there. You don't know how many people I run across on my regular day, right? That just say, "G Bush, yo." Hey, man, I love y'all show, man. I love the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, man. I watch it every single day. You don't know how many DMs I get. You don't know how many people leave me voicemails. I don't even know who they is. They just say, look, man, <laughs> I just love what y'all do, man. And, and it's a testament. When I started this 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 situation, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I, didn't, I, I knew Adam, but I never had a chance to work with Bull like that. Jay, uh, Brad, uh, McNutt, everybody. But when I got here, like after the first week, I said, oh, this is going to be great. But see, you can say it's going to be great, but the people validate you. The people tell you what is great and what ain't great. And I've had such a warm embrace and the numbers show it. You know, when you look at what we're doing as far as subscribers, when you look at what we're doing as far as the views, as far as the watch time and the hours, that's just not something that I'm proud of for me. I'm proud of it for the entire industry. Because there's so long that people have been on the sidelines waiting to get their opportunity, waiting to get their shot, waiting to have a voice, a different message, and they ain't getting them. They ain't getting them an opportunity. So this show is an extension for everybody out there. The young broadcasters at the Ohio Center of Broadcasting or Ohio Media School, the young guys from Cleveland State, the young guys from BW, the guys that want to write, the guys that want to produce and be on air. This is an opportunity because what I'm hoping is that people out there, the community embraces it, sponsors embrace it, and then it gives other opportunities for people to do exactly what we're doing today. And I want all y'all to be as accessible as we are right now, but I'm gonna tell you, thank you for making this thing a big time situation, and we only got more to come, but it's only because of you guys. Obviously, we all agree with those uh, sentiments. I wish we, I've had a bunch of people reaching out to me. Can we, can I be an intern on the show? And we can't have interns, I don't think, right not, now. Not yet. It's in the process. Yeah. We're working on it. Stick so around. stay tuned. We've got a bunch of resumes actually emailed yeah. to us. A lot of people want to be part of the yeah. show. We've got a lot of people. And the cool part about it is, I, I never heard this, and we'll let you get, when Steve said, nah, this is what I like, he said, no, no, we ain't, we're having nobody working for free. When you see people that show up on this show, they're getting a check. And they deserve it. So long in this industry, you've been told you come to work for free. Right. That ain't what it's about. No, that's, so I, yeah. I commend them for that. And they've been doing that and staying on top of the game. All right, guys. All good topics. But uh, we got to hit an important issue here. Yesterday, I went to physical therapy. You know, I got to get in better shape. Uh, of course, I followed up physical therapy by going to Mally's a block away. <laughs> uh I love you both. And while in Mally's, I got my uh, their version of the Kit Kat. I can't think of, it's just called like a Crunch Bar, which is much better than a Kit Kat. It's a thousand times better than Kit Kat. Or really more like a Nestle's Crunch, but but like if a Nestle's Crunch was actually good, it would be this. Mally's, shout out to Mally's. They're not paying them anything, but they have amazing chocolate. I mean, well, oh, it's, right, it's right down the street. Boy. Uh, right it's, down the street. it's incredible. So I'm in Mally's. Every, everything is great because I'm eating this delicious chocolate. Ooh, the little nougat. Mm. And by yourself too. How are you gonna be by yourself? <laughs> and all of a sudden, by myself, yeah. All of a sudden, I uh, from behind me, 
this little girl screams like, I don't know what the hell happened. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, turn it around. And she's just playing with another little kid. And, and, and then her and her mom finally got her to shut the hell up. And uh, then, then the mom is walking out with, like, 82 kids. And I'm thinking here, like, this brought me to a thing I brought up before. I know I'm going to piss some people off. But as you know, I don't really care. Here's the deal. I have one kid. That's an acceptable number. Some people don't like having an only child. You know, it's a challenge. But, okay, you want to have two kids? That's pretty normal. Now, by the way, this only applies to people under the age of 60. If you're over 60, you could have 1,000 kids. I don't care. The things were different. That doesn't matter. <laughs> if, really under the age of 50. If you're under the age of 50... And you have, like, two kids, good. That's a good number. Three kids, that's solid. I got no problem with that. Four, we're pushing it. Four, we're pushing it, but I'm okay with that. If you have more than four kids, if you have more than four kids <laughs> and you're under 50, you're out of line. You're out of line. Five kids is too many kids. Resources? It's unacceptable. Most people don't have the money. It's the same group of people that, have, that are under the age of, especially 40, that have more than four kids. I'm not going to say what kind of people they are. I'll tell these guys off the air because if I say it, then I'm really going to offend people. I'm not going to say that. But it's too many kids. It's inappropriate. I don't need your kids. I'm trying to walk out of the of Maui's and eat my chocolate and peace in the car. I don't need your 15 brats running around in front of me. And if you're going to have all those kids, keep them in line. So I don't have to step over them to get out of the door. What's the matter with you? Keep your kids under control is the bottom line of what I got to say here. Brad, you seem offended. You okay over there? I'm stunned. Why? I don't know. I, I just like listen to you. I got a problem with two because I don't. I don't like. I don't think anybody like these stupid idiots on TV that have the Duggars did one of their kids. One of their kids is a rapist. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There's like ten of them, fifteen of them. I don't know. Too many kids is inappropriate. You guys don't agree? Yeah, uh, you guys are stunned. Yeah. You don't even want to talk right. Um, I, I will say. Uh, I have no kids for the. Record. I have no kids, no yeah. children. I think somebody can have kids, and I, I will split the difference. They, if I don't have zero and they have five, that means we have two and a no, half. No, five is too many. If you're under fifty and you have five kids, you're too many. Well, I, I, you have four, I, right? I, I'm gonna say I got four, but I'm gonna he's four. That's, I'm gonna, that's, I'm gonna, the, that's the limit. But, but he's over here. fifty, but, but, so it doesn't but, matter. But uh, yeah, so but here, I, I had four before I was fifty. So i so I will say this. No, no, no. I'm saying if you're, it was a different generation. No, no, no. But I'm saying here. I think that it, the kids will play a place because later life, there's a workforce that's needed here. What do you need your trash picked up? The ambulance to we come? We got too many kids come? out there. No, because here, the, if you're out in the work world here, the, 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 the workers are falling off. You don't have enough bodies to fill these slots. Well, we're going to have enough bodies because now governments in a lot of states are, well, are forcing even rape victims to have well, kids. Yeah, now, well, that's, so. that's a different, that's a different yeah. story. But I think there, there's a time and a place for everything. So, yeah. But I understand where you're going. On that happy note, We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. It's Monday. Friday. What the hell am I talking about? We're off tomorrow. We'll be back Monday. I don't I don't think Jay's back until Tuesday. So I'll be sitting in this chair. We'll be joined by Jason Lloyd in studio. Mikey McNuggets, you kicked back behind the glass. Good job. By, great job by Anthony. Great job by Brianna behind Thanks, the guys. glass. Steve, you were mediocre today, but we'll let you get by. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve had to put up with me. He did a great job. For G and Brad, we'll see you Monday right here. On the, hey, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show.